0: everyone welcome to another episode of the fashion grinch podcast i'm your host lauren
1: and i am jules thanks for having me lauren yeah
0: what is up everyone i'm so excited to be recording this episode on 10 things i hate about you
1: one of my favorite movies as a teenager like it's by far
0: still so good i watched it last night and i was like this i love this movie I mean, it's just so good. (laughs)
1: Yeah. As soon as you said that you wanted to um, do a podcast on this movie, I was like, say no more. I have to be a part of this.
0: (laughs) Yay. And it's one of the few, like, movies that you own, like, physically.
1: Yeah. You know, I only own maybe, like, I mean, I used to have, you know, like, back in the day, I had this huge booklet. Remember the booklets that you'd have for, like, CDs and
0: DVDs? I just bought a new one because I bought... (laughs) I
1: I had that filled and um I have no idea what happened to it just like as I got older I would like let my sister borrow it and um, I had so many movies in that but I think I have like 12 DVDs now So I have like very limited amount
0: people have nothing so that's that's pretty good I I still have the book that's what I took when I moved to California I just literally like took that book because I was like I don't know if I'm gonna have cable or at least I can watch movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. I took that book and I was like, oh, cool. I just bought another one. Yeah. To put all of my music. I separated my music ones out. So all the ones like, you know, those DVDs you used to get with CDs.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I put all those. I was like, shit, I'm going to keep these because these are DVDs and like, maybe I want to watch it. And I bought an Oasis DVD a while ago and then like a few other things. So I have my music ones separate. <laughs>
1: Oh, nice! Very yeah. organized.
0: Yeah, it's somewhat organized, and the movies. Where did you find these? Oh, Amazon. Oh, nice. Yeah, you that's can look it up. Okay. Yeah, they're not as good as they used to be. Probably because no one orders them. Like they're a lot crappier. Like material, you can just tell. Like nobody orders these, so I don't even know. Like they're probably old. Who knows? But but yeah, that's how I have all my stuff organized. Did
1: you ever have like a disc cleaner? And like, then you're like, "Damn, is this fucking up my CD?" Uh, yeah, I had like one or two,
0: and yeah, I feel like they never worked. Yeah, it was like never a thing. Not there was
1: like me. spray, and then you'd like put it through this like
0: this that whole wine contraption. Thing. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> I was like, "This is crazy." But um, um, yeah, what have you been up to besides uh, watching Ten Things I Hate About You? I haven't seen Jules in like five months, so not physically. So. <laughs>
1: You know, COVID has been so strange. I feel like everyone can relate to that on a certain level of just, like, you feel busy, but you also feel like you're not accomplishing anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just a lot of boredom. I've been, you know, watching, yeah, just different movies. I've been in a scary movie phase recently. Um,
0: Yeah, you made me watch Vivarium.
1: Yeah, for anyone who has not seen vivarium i highly recommend it
0: good yeah it's good
1: yeah it, it came on Amazon. out it came out this year i feel like no one really knew about it when my friend told me about it um i didn't watch a trailer i didn't know anything about it she just said watch it and I did, and I ended up watching it a couple more times because it was just so good.
0: <laughs> I definitely want to watch it again. I watched it for the first time like I finished it yesterday, so I definitely want to watch it again.
1: Yeah, it's one of those movies that like it hits different once you know what's going to happen, and and you can kind of pick out other little things. He, he's a really thoughtful director. On yeah, something like, Finnegan.
0: Yeah, I feel like now I can. watch for other things now that I know what's gonna happen because at first I'm just like what the fuck's gonna happen how are they gonna get out of this like Like, what's gonna happen and now that I know I'm like okay now I'm gonna see like things I missed before
2: yeah one of
0: my friends the other day said he's he watches movies several times but never tv shows I was (gasps) like really I was like wow that's really shocking he was like no I just watched it once I was like wow I I Literally watch things over and over again, and I feel like I always see something else. <laughs>
1: you know what's really interesting about that? There was an article that came out during COVID about like people who watch, like re watch TV shows or movies, it's like an anxiety coping mechanism. And I was like, oh. I have never felt so called out, yeah. but also so reassured. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, wrong with that i mean that is, there's a, a definitely kind of a form of comfort that you know what's going to happen because right now we have no idea what's going to happen
1: yeah i noticed you know like when i was in full lockdown like i was just watching you know reruns of everything watching old movies that i loved i i actually watched 10 things i hate about you a couple times in lockdown Oh. Um, it, those are one of the ones that it just like it always comes back, you know. I think some people are like that, maybe with like clueless um yeah but 10 things i hate cool about so you that is that, like but. that for me <laughs> i'm trying
0: to think of what i want like what i you know what i watch like all the time like if i'm going to sleep or like i always put stuff on when i go to sleep i watch this is creepy i watched the scientology documentary i've always seen it like a hundred thousand times my mom <laughs> thinks i'm gonna join a cult and then um also i watched the documentary about that girl from theranos the one who had that like blood company who like scammed like all these guys out of all this money oh like she's gosh. like really young it's called um the inventor and she like was gonna invent some kind of contraption to test like um a really small amount of blood for all these diseases but then it totally turned out to be a fake wow. and she scammed all these people out of all this money she's on trial right now but I uh say. yeah so I, that one's really interesting because she has this weird voice and she's like obsessed with steve jobs I mean, it's it's really strange. She drops her voice several octaves when she talks. Like to uh, people, like, it's really weird. Yeah, I, it's, it's
1: crazy. I love that we're kind of going into um, just like cult conversations because, uh, and it'll come up later. I won't say
2: yeah it's,
1: what, it's, but guess, um, come up. I was watching um, a documentary called Holy Hell, mm-hmm. and that was also about a cult. But the the people that were in it, they were like, well we don't want to call it a cult, but if others are going to call it a cult, at least it's a good cult. And of course, you know, we find out it is not. Um, but that's another good one that I've, I've been watching. Um, wow. It's, uh, you know, cults are fascinating.
0: They really Um, are. I I watched yet another documentary about Charles Manson yesterday. It's like, I'll I'll never not watch something about the Manson family.
1: (laughs) Sometimes I like, I wonder if I was in a cult in a previous life just because I um every like I also just recently saw Midsummer. And you know, when I was watching, I was like, you know, this wouldn't be that bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you were, but not a violent one. Maybe you were in like a commune or something.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of communes. Um, especially with COVID. I I feel like, you know, if I could find a Scandinavian commune with no murder or abuse like hell yeah
0: I would join (laughs) could you you imagine like if you were living on a a hippie commune right now like you would be untouched by COVID if everyone has just been living in the same place and no one outside has come in you know you guys would essentially be fine
1: yeah I'm just like live off of like food off of the land Like sounds pretty dope I keep daydreaming about moving to like some just European countryside.
0: I sent and you that picture. In yeah. Norway. That's that's where I'm going, man.
1: Norway. Hey, I'll join you.
0: <laughs> totally, man. I do not mind the cold weather. You can always light a fire, put on some sweaters. I don't want to be sweating. It's been so hot this summer. It's just like, no, I, even, I can't go to
1: Even when it rains. Well, I mean, and granted, we're on the East Coast. We're in D.C., so... It just is so muggy and rainy, and uh, it's still hot when it's raining.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You can't get away from it. (laughs) It's so gross. But um, let's get into the film. So let me hear your first thoughts. Like, when did you first see it? What's your history with this film?
1: Okay, so the first time I saw it, I think I was, like, 14. I think I was, like, right in, like, the beginning of high school, so and it, i again i this is usually my thing where like i see these movies much later when they come out <laughs> yeah that's cool and um and, yeah and like i just remember the opening credits where so, like fair naked ladies are playing and then it just cuts to uh joan jett and um and she's in the car julia, her, julia stiles correct uh-huh i was saying her name yeah um just that opening scene, I was like, okay, I
0: like this. And, I literally have that in my notes. Bad yeah. reputation immediately identified with Kat. <laughs>
1: yes, I immediately identified with her. I, I felt pissed off at everyone like that I, you know, was in school with. Like I, I just like had a bad attitude about everything and, you know, equally hated myself as much as I thought I was better than everyone else, you know?
0: <laughs> That's such a good description. That's like <laughs> exactly the same
1: yeah and um yeah and that was just like you know uh just the the feeling of um you know being a misunderstood teenager and uh you know the dream of someone like Heath Ledger this bad boy wanting to you know uh you know just like sweep you off your feet like why is this person you know so interested in me like that's kind of a dream for so many girls yeah totally. <laughs> and, yeah, and so it it just uh it was to me just like the perfect teenage movie there was you know uh and, and like what I also loved about it was like it's based off of Shakespeare and I yeah. love interpretations like that you know um like, She's the Man was very similar. It was another, like, modern Shakespeare
0: movie. And... That movie's actually pretty good. Like, yeah. I have to say, She's the Man is like an underrated 2000s classic.
1: Oh, yeah. The, the comedy is so good.
0: Um, She's great, though. I love Amanda Bynes.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, I hope
0: she comes back.
1: I, I, hope, I hope she does all right. I've been like, I, I was watching her Instagram for a while and it, I was worried. I was more worried about Amanda Bynes than Britney Spears.
0: Yeah, and I think she, I think Amanda Vines was like gonna get engaged, and I think she's with this guy, and I think her like either her parents or someone like tried to stop it, like almost like a Britney thing. Yeah, well, like, she
1: has like, a conservatorship as well. Oh, she
0: does. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. That makes
1: sense, but yeah, uh, ten things I hate about you was truly just the epitome of like how I felt as a high schooler, and you know I don't think that'll ever change.
0: <laughs> no, totally. I don't think it'll change for me either. Yeah.
1: What What about you? What's your What's your story?
0: Okay. Well, I'm uh, in the next decade <laughs> from Jules. I saw this in the theater, um, and I was 16 when it came out, and yeah, I just remember seeing it in theater and be like, oh my god, I love this movie. I really loved all of the. Uh, Shakespeare remakes that were coming out at the time. So, like, I was really into Shakespeare. Like, Romeo and Juliet came out three years before. Yes. I was obsessed with Romeo and Juliet, like, the Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. one. And, yeah,
2: was uh, so good.
0: Yeah, it was so good. So, there were just so many. I have a list of, like, there were so many remakes in the late 90s and mid-90s of, of Shakespeare. Like, there was O, which came out in, like, 2001, but also has Julia Stiles and Andrew Keegan in it. Um, Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare in Love. My Own Private Idaho. Uh, also had bits of, like, Henry V, I think. Oh, cool. Was, like, I, a- I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, Midsummer Night's Dream, like, Christian Bales and that. That was, like, 95, mm-hmm. I think. Like, Calista Flockhart, a few people. Uh, there was a Hamlet with Kenneth Branagh in, like, the mid-'90s. There were a whole lot of, like, Shakespeare, like, reinterpretations. So that was, like, I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, So I immediately was, like, oh, cool. It's a- I never read The Taming of the Shrew that it's based on. But um, yeah, I
1: never, you. I never did either, but I knew the the storyline. Yeah, and and then, and then when I watched 10 Things I Hate About You, I was like, okay, I don't need to read it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I probably should now that I'm older, I'll probably like get it a lot more, but yeah, definitely <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, I don't care. This movie is so amazing. <laughs> <need> <laughs> um, Heath Ledger I'd actually seen before. I used to watch the show called Roar that he had one season of on Fox And he was really blonde and he was super young. It was, like, two years before this. So I knew him. Like, I knew of him. But this definitely was, like, his beginning into Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And the film, the documentary they did called I Am Heath, I don't know if – I think you've seen it. I saw it a long time ago or, like, two years ago.
1: Yeah, I think it was, like, on YouTube a while ago. Yeah, That's where I watched it.
0: Yeah, and it was – and they they discussed this film and how he, like, people – I think they wanted him to try out for Cameron's role because he just wasn't that known and they were like we need someone big to be Patrick like it's the lead and he was like I want to do it and his agents were like uh come on it's the lead like you don't no one knows you like this is you can try out for it but this is going to be a huge stretch and he's like no I want to do it I want to I want to do Patrick or I don't want to do it at all like I'm going to do this I'm going to do the lead and like boom <laughs> I mean you kind of see how he was literally born to do this. Like, there's kind of no other thing he could have done. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think it's so cool that this was his very first big Hollywood movie, and he's the lead, and he's just so incredible in it. I mean, even just watching it now, and and you know, knowing what I know of his acting ability, just all of the subtleness that he brings to that role is just so much more mature than yeah. every film. Like, you can tell, like this kid's an actor yeah you know, if anyone else isn't but uh, joseph gordon levitt also has done like incredible films after this like he didn't want to do this either he wanted to do more sundance because he just come off of third rock from the sun mm-hmm. so he was like i want to do more independent stuff but then he was like okay fine like i'll do it like kind of like you know begrudgingly did it and then of course he went on later to do incredible uh independent films too he's also an incredible actor too but but uh yeah, yeah. So this pretty- was
1: this was like my also my first introduction to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, because I, I I like knew that he was in Third Rock from the Sun, but I I didn't really watch a whole much of that. Um, and like when I saw Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this, like I I loved his character. I thought he was just like the sweetest like guy, and I was like always just so upset when like Bianca just like was just kind of stringing him along. I was like. Yeah. Oh my- like see what's in
0: front of you <laughs> that's what I have that in my my plot points and story questions is like why i was like why is she would kind of still like entertaining joey but she likes cameron like why are you bothering with joey
1: yeah social pressures yeah, yeah
0: we'll get into it yeah <laughs> that's weird um okay so for behind the scenes i just oh well i just have the director uh i guess it's gil or it could be jill i'm not sure how you pronounce it mm-hmm. probably gil because it's a guy gil younger um he also did a lot of tv in the 90s i like, did a lot of tv episodes he directed blossom which is some of like my favorite sitcoms. Have you ever seen Blossom?
1: No, but I oh, want to see it now.
0: <laughs> Blossom is the quintessential like teenage girl, like almost like weird girls sitcom. Oh, like, I she's, love it. She's, How have I I it? Oh my god, yeah, it's the girl now who plays Blossom. I think she's in Big Bang Theory or one of those like it's one of those sitcoms that's like really big. It's oh, I think okay. it's Big Bang Theory, and she had like she was just this really cool teenager and she lived with her dad her dad was a single dad and her mom was like an opera singer and like m- left the family and moved to paris wow. and then her older brother was joey lawrence like you know joey lawrence mm-hmm. like yeah and he had that's where he got like his big heartthrob stat- heartthrob status because he had this tagline where he was like whoa like, every time anything happened. And he was, like, <laughs> this, like, super hot dude. Like, he dressed kind of grungy. Like, he wore, like, leather jackets and, like, flannels tied around his waist and, like, ripped jeans. And then she had an even older brother who was just coming back from drug rehab. So, and he was just moved back into the family. So, it was, like, the, the all the guys and she was the only woman in the house. And then she had this best friend who lived, like, down the street named Six. And she wore the coolest fucking 90s clothes. Like, you would still wear them now. She wore, like, crazy outfits and hats. And she was just kind of weird. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I have to check it out. Yeah, I have it on DVD because they made seasons one and two on DVD. But they didn't make... I think three and four, but totally I-, I can find it online. I'm sure. Okay, cool. It's, it's really cool. I think you'll like it. Um, so behind the scenes notes, I just have that it was filmed in Seattle and Tacoma, like the whole area, which is so cool. That fucking high school, like what the hell? It's a real high school. Um, it was the budget was 16 million, which was kind of a lot. Yeah. And I heard that half a million of that was used just to stage letters to Clio being on that roof in the end, wow! I, my question, I mean, I guess we could just say it now: is since you're in a band and a musician, would you ever play up there? Yeah, like, yes, yeah, so you I don't would, have a problem with heights. Absolutely, like, yeah,
1: I would totally, so cool. I would totally play it, um, but. The only difference is I feel like a lot of bands would play that for a whole lot less.
0: Oh <laughs> well, no, that's how much it cost. They didn't get paid that much. That's how much it cost to like set that oh, up. Wow,
2: like no the way. helicopter.
0: Yeah, probably the helicopter to bring yeah. all of the all the equipment up there. I that mean, I don't know. How, yeah, and I think it was like the people were like uh you know i, I don't know about this this is kind of crazy and yeah. he was like no i want to do it <laughs> i would
1: 100 just as a as a band member i would absolutely do that right <laughs> it so would cool. just for the experience like i don't care how high up it is that would that would just be so much fun
0: it would be so cool i was like man i wonder if jules would do this <laughs> or play prom or play um would you maybe. play a prom Maybe. Ooh, maybe, okay.
1: I don't, I, it would have to be a really cool ass prom.
0: Yeah, um, it definitely would.
1: It, yeah, it couldn't just be any school.
0: <laughs> it would be cool if they asked you to play. I feel like the school would be cool if they, if like all the kids got together and like were like, yeah, we want Dead to play. I feel like that would be a cool school. <laughs> would be. Any- in there. It, um, the only
1: the only people who would know me would be like the Julia styles of the uh, of the school.
0: <laughs> I, I love how she just like listened to the coolest music, and she. I will get into like why they were all in clubs and drinking beer and another. It was like, <laughs> okay, how is he drinking a beer in this pool? All? he's like. 40 or, like, 25, <laughs> but in high school. Um Okay, so Heath Ledger and Julia Styles dated a little bit, apparently.
1: No way. Wait, yeah, this that's... is news to me. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. This is according to E. I mean, I read this on E, so whatever. They said that a few co-stars did a 20th anniversary, and they, they talked about how they dated for a little while. I don't think it was anything serious, but I think it was probably just, like, at the time. You know, they were yeah. all really young. And... I've
1: always been, like, curious about... um Just because, like, I, and I just, I don't know anything about, you know, celebrity life, PR works, like, I've always been curious if um, there are times when, uh, when movies come out, if the PR agents are like, okay, you guys are going to publicly date for three months or something like that. Like, I wonder if that's a thing or if it's just true, like, if you're with them that long, like, on a set and that close and, like you know, having, you know, acting feelings for each other, if it really does become real.
0: Um, both of those are a yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, they both, I think, naturally form relationships. And I think definitely publicists are like, I'm trying to think of, okay, I mean, let, not to get to- too off topic. I never believed Zach Efron and Vanessa Hudgens dated. And oh, they literally dated throughout all of High School Musical. Like, isn't that what they were promoting? Yeah. With that was like their thing. I don't know how long they went out after, like when the the movies were gone or TV show or whatever it was. I, I just feel like that never seemed that real. He dated someone else after that, and then I was like, okay, she's that seems like they're really dating. But I feel like that was just way too convenient. That they were dating like throughout the whole time that they were like this huge phenomenon was going. Same with uh Someone Disney Channel else. fans, give yeah. us your info. Yeah, no, I, I put up about if you're like a Disney Channel person. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know at all. But yeah, that definitely happened a long time ago. I'm sure it does now. We just don't, you know.
1: Yeah, I guess we don't
0: know about it as much. Who knows? I was it's-
1: wondering that about um, Stranger Things, but I, I really do want to hope that that was real
0: they're my favorite they're my little johnny and winona
1: i know they're so cute i love
0: them and i haven't seen them in forever because they're all like stuck in atlanta because they're filming season four right now so they're all waiting to go to get the green light to go back to film so i mean we haven't seen any like pictures of them out and about but i heard that i did saw an interview with her the other day she was like yeah we all live in a house together we've all been like quarantining i was like oh god please either get married or like Nothing crazy happened. Like, <laughs> relationship grows, and you don't break up because you've been spending all this time together, and you just like don't want to. But um oh yeah, so yeah, Ledger and Styles dated. Kirsten Smith and Karen Lutz. They were the screenwriters of the film. They actually went on to write *Legally Blonde* and a few other things. And they kind of did this in. Kind of a a relation to Clueless. Like they saw how well Clueless did where they adapted uh, Jane Austen's Emma. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to make it kind of the same vibe, like young, high school, hip. So that's what they did. Uh, Josh Hartnett and Ashton Kocher were in the running for Patrick Verona. Which I definitely can see Josh Hartnett because Josh Hartnett was an O. The movie about mm-hmm. Othello with uh, Julia Stiles. I love Josh Hartnett. I'm going to be reviewing The Faculty uh, with with my friend. I'm really excited about that. I love. I feel
1: him. like Ashton Kutcher just would have been too much of a goofball. Like everyone totally. just sees him at like I to this day just still see him as Kelso. You know. Um,
0: yeah, I I never watched that '70s show.
1: It, I remember that was, like, always on when I was a kid. That, like, that was always on, like, you know, after, like, you know, Simpsons and Friends. Yeah, and it was Heinfeld, on, like, seven like or something. Yeah, and, like, I mean, I don't dislike Ashton Kutcher, um, but I definitely, like, I'm I'm just so glad Heath Ledger got this part. This is just truly all him and his beautiful, beautiful long
0: oh, hair. That's so good. Yeah. Um, And they said Heath was a mystery even on set and even to everyone. Like he just had that kind of man of mystery that Patrick the role had. Like how can, they were thinking like how can we have this guy who looks like a badass, but still in high school, but still charming at the same time. So he definitely put all of that together. And they said that he even directed what costume he wanted to wear for the famous scene where he's jumping down the stairs and singing to her. Like, oh he was God. like, I want a fitted white shirt. I want this specific kind of jacket, like a blue jacket. Like, he actually was very involved in what he wanted to wear to do this whole the scene. Um, so you could tell, like, just immediately being on set, like, wow, this kid is next level. You know, I'm he's holding going,
1: my heart right
0: now. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, oh, God. Um, and then Julia Stiles, at the end, when she reads the, the sonnet that they have to write, like the famous sonnet. Oh, my gosh. Um, She read that in one take and the tears were not planned. Like, that just happened. Wow. So Yeah, isn't that crazy? And then, um, also, I just have, like, a really sad note that they all, all the cast got together for the 10-year anniversary, and Heath wasn't there. He died, like, the year before. So can you believe that he died nine years after this film? Oh,
2: yeah. that's so
0: sad. Yeah, and he did so much. Like, he did so much in those nine years. Like... It like to think that his film career was less than 10 years and like what he did, you know, it's just it's incredible. Wow. Yeah. That was that was sad. Rest in peace. I know. I oh, God, I love him so much. Um so, yeah, do you have any behind the scenes notes?
1: Um, I don't have any behind the scenes notes, but you want I want to talk about
0: Andrew Keegan. Let's talk about Andrew yeah, Keegan.
1: Yeah, that's that's a great one. That's a great <laughs> behind the scenes note. Um so uh, when Lauren told me um, that, you know, she wanted to do a podcast on 10 things, uh, she told, wait, wait, no, we, you told, you told me about that you wanted to do this podcast. And so I was like online and I read about Andrew Keevan's uh, cult no. and I texted Lauren I said, Andrew Keegan has a cult. <laughs> yeah. said, um, welcome, like, welcome to, you know, reality, like, where have you been?
0: <laughs> yeah, I literally was like, where have you been, like, girl? It's like 2014, I think he started it.
1: I had no idea. And um, I always I always thought Andrew Keegan was such a cutie, like back in his day. Oh god, me I, too. I thought he was so cute. Um, and he kind of plays the perfect asshole just like Mm -hmm. teenage asshole but like I also like have a soft spot for
0: that. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I definitely love I definitely love Joey Donner's character.
1: Yeah. And when you told me that he had a cult, I had to look into it. It's called what full circle? Full
0: circle. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and I was uh just shocked. Like I still don't fully understand like what their values are, that's still happening. Like what is the deal? Yeah, let
0: me read this little bit from Wikipedia. So who the fuck knows? Knows if this is true, but you know, here we go. It says in 2014, Keegan founded Full Circle, a community spiritual center based in Venice, Los Angeles. Vice characterized the organization as a new religion, while other outlets call it a cult. In an interview, Keegan described the group as a non denominational spiritual community center where people of all beliefs and backgrounds come together to meditate, practice yoga, and engage artistically. New York Magazine reported in 2015 that the actual theology of the group is tough to pin down, but seems to loosely follow Hinduism or at least Russell Brand's Sanskrit tattoo version of it. That's the quote. In May 2015, the Full Circle Temple was raided by California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control Officers. The raid was apparently related to Full Circle's distribution of kombucha, a fermented beverage made from sweet black tea. A spokesperson for the temple stated that they were unaware they needed a license to distribute kombucha. The organization closed in 2017
1: okay so it's it's closed
0: yeah i guess so
1: wow
0: so it just seemed like it was a meditation kind of temple i guess
1: yeah you know going you know going back to cults this is what we were talking about in the beginning (laughs) andrew Mm -hmm. keegan um you know i feel like he would be a a good cult leader um he's very he seems very charming um I mean, granted, I do not know this person in real life. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I said earlier, I think I would have been in a cult in a previous life. So why
0: not? If it was still happening, maybe I'd try it. Who knows? I mean, Jared Leto kind of sort of runs a cult. Have you yeah. seen? Have you seen like the immense popularity that Thirty Seconds to Mars has? I don't know if you if you've seen like the immense uh, influence that band has on the people that like that band.
1: I I've met, yeah, like fans of Thirty Seconds to Mars that are like very, very into it, but um I I could see Jared Leto being kind of a powerful slash maybe even creepy, dangerous cult leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know
0: has like summer camps in like Croatia where you go and spend money and go there. Like it's a thing. Like I do it's a
1: little thing. I also do feel like, you know, like, musicians, actors, like, there is a, you know, point, like, you see other cult leaders who have wanted to, um, you know, be a part of, like, music and entertainment, like, even, like, Charles Manson, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, if you see Holy Hell, I, I can't think of the person's name, but they wanted to be an actor, a dancer, like, um You know, there are there's this, like, quality, and I think it's this, like, narcissism
0: that
1: that can create this cult leader. So I really, I'm not surprised by you saying that about Jared Leto because I could see that. But it's just really creepy because you don't know how uh, these people, they have so much power and influence. Like, it Mm -hmm. makes me nervous as to how they, you know, influence people. And, you know, that's something that we see now today with, you know, with celebrities and musicians like uh, they have um, they have a lot of influence. And I think that's why people are starting to see, you know, people really wanting um, to see that the people that they're idolizing are good people Yeah, because they have so much power. And I, I think people don't want to see uh, bad people with power.
0: <laughs> it's just, I feel like being a child of like, I guess growing up in the, like, the mid nineties to like, I guess early two thousands or like the nineties as, a, as a decade, I wasn't spoiled by, um, I guess like, I guess I, it's either a blessing and a curse, I guess. Cause I just didn't know, but I was never spoiled by finding out that one of my idols is like a fucking sexual predator, which I feel like is happening so much now because I mean, we just didn't know that we didn't know that much either. We didn't know that much about people or it, it just didn't come out or they, they didn't do it. I mean, I don't know. I I don't really know what the reason, but I feel like now, like we were, me and Jules were talking about the collapse of, and like implosion of burger records, which I never would have seen coming where it just was like, almost like a breeding ground. It seems like for Mm -hmm. allegedly all of this like behavior that went down with all these different bands. But like back in the day, I know, you know, there was, I don't even remember if there was any, anyone that, in a in like a big band or like a relatively big band that was like called out for you know sexual assault or or anything like that the only one i can think of is like not sexual assault but like tommy lee that didn't do anything in his career he went to jail i mean so i'm but that that was weird too the fact that tommy lee like you know got in so much trouble with like domestic abuse and his wife was famous Mm -hmm. and it's still i mean he's still tommy lee you know what i mean like
2: yeah well, and, with
0: Chris Brown and like all those other people i mean people do get caught and i guess they still are out and about
1: yeah and i feel like there is like you know just what we want from you know uh idols and i think this is like the first part is like we need to stop like idolizing people all the mm-hmm. time um But I I do think there is like this sense of with social media, like we can see what people are doing and we almost get this, you know, insight to their lives um, through social media. And that's a new thing. And I think we're going to see thing, you know, people evolve um, and like, you know, we're kind of, we're still in such like infant stages of, um, of like where social media is going to go. Like, it's crazy to think that it's only, truly been around for like a little over a decade (laughs) that's like such a small period of time so i really hope you know like we get to see uh you know just like an evolution of um you know how we interact with uh you know with these like celebrities so like uh yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I was trying to I was trying to put it back to Andrew Keegan, but
0: Oh uh, god, if only Andrew my- Keegan had an Instagram back in the day, it would be like DMs flooding, <laughs> flooding those DMs, man. It was like such he was such a babe. I mean, he still is. He still looks pretty good. I also remember him when he was on Seventh Heaven because every time he was on TV, I, like, found out about it because it was in, like, the the Teen Beat magazine. So it would be, like, (laughs) Andrew Keegan's going to be on Step by Step on TGIF on Friday. And I'm, like, tape it. So I would, like, tape it. And he was, like, just a guest star and like, all these random sitcoms. But he was in Seventh Heaven, and he dated, like, one of the girls in the show, and he had a child. And that was, like, his his storyline was that he was, like, a teen father. I
1: remember that. Yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. I, um, let's go, let's, uh, let's do some plot points.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, let's get into the plot points. So, uh, first plot is I love the credits, like just the way it's all like colored pencil and like animated and stuff. And you see Seattle and, Mm -hmm. uh, I just wrote bare naked ladies, LOL.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, (laughs) I think that's a really funny, um, like, funny way to start the movie. But Bare Naked Ladies was also just, like, that was such a um, key point in that period of time. Like, they were a huge, like, they were playing everywhere. Like, you would hear them in the grocery store.
0: (laughs) Yeah, massive. Especially that one-week song. And yep. then, like we said earlier, I love it you see like the the one ca- uh, car of the girls and they're singing to like Verdi ladies and then cat just pulls up in her like super 60s like I forget what car. I don't think it's a valiant. I forget what car that is, but she like pulls up and then it's just like <laughs> it's just Joan Jack. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and
0: she just looks over like, oh God, I was like yes. I already love this. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, yeah that that's like probably one of the best opening scenes of a movie. Yeah, it uh, totally in, is in mine. Um, another highlight. Um, that I, uh, I this would all also go in like favorite scenes. Um, yeah, I have so many. But, but just like plot points that I think is really interesting that like we we don't um. Okay, so the uh, teacher, um, let me get her name, uh, Mrs. Perky. Oh, Perky. Yeah, the guy uh, one of my favorite plot points is throughout the movie, when you go see her, she is writing erotica. Yeah. Um, she's writing this erotic novel, and it is so funny. And like, I to me, those like little points where she she comes in like it just makes it makes it for me i think it's so funny
0: it's so funny i love how she writes it like in between all of the people (laughs) coming in like i i love when you for i just wrote like oh baby joseph gordon levitt and he looks so cute he's so young and he's in her office yeah and you see like all the people coming in like he comes in and then like Julia Stiles, or, or I'll stick to characters. Cat comes in like every time they all get in trouble, and she's still writing like the same, like the same book.
1: One line that she has it, that I just like, I die every time is, "What's another word for engorged?" <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so, so good. I I think and uh Allison Jenny, who plays Miss Perky, she. I love her. I, anything love her. I've seen her in, she she's just so on point. Have you seen that,
0: her in *I Tanya?
1: Um, she plays the mom in yeah. *I Tanya*, right? Yes, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. so good.
0: She won the so Oscar good. For that. It was so good. Um, and this yeah. is also the first time we see Patrick when he comes in her office and like oh, yeah. yeah and he just walks in and then she's just like oh great like you're here again and he's like yeah only so we can have these moments together should i hit the lights <laughs> And <then she's laughs> like oh she's like oh yeah very charming kangaroo boy <laughs> or something like that i was like oh my god so funny and then we meet the av geek michael who's who is going to be cameron's like school guide around the school played by david krumholtz who's really funny too and i love in almost every teen film there's like a click breakdown
1: yes click breakdown (laughs) i love the click Click breakdown breakdowns we we see it in like mean girls we see it What other
0: clueless
1: clueless even in um what was what's the movie with the witches oh the craft the craft, wasn't there a click breakdown? In the
0: craft? Um, no, but I oh, okay. there wasn't a click breakdown, but I think that's when like uh Sarah's sitting there and then like Skeet Ulrich like comes up to her and is like, oh, those okay. are witches. Yeah, like those girls over there, like don't talk to them. Well, but I don't the, think everything else is just like they're in Catholic school, so you can't really tell.
1: The click breakdown that Michael does is so great. And he's also just such a wholesome character. Yeah, he's um, really funny. He's so funny and you know, he's just like He's just so ahead of his time around like all of these dumbass teenagers mm-hmm. and I really love that for him like like another scene with Michael where he's they're like getting ready for the party and he's like wearing this like 70s collared oh. shirt and like just totally like so out of um just out of the know of like a teenage party and I just thought that was just so cute and so you know funny. Cameron just following his lead but um you know all he really wants is to just do whatever he needs to do to get to Bianca
2: yeah to uh, win her there? over and yeah. it's
1: it's so cute just uh Cameron and Michael's friendship I feel like I've seen like you know other boys like that in high school it's so it's it's a very true
0: click. <laughs> it totally is. Like it's a it's a strong like two person click. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely. I love how when Cameron first, like, when he first introduces himself to Cameron, and he's like, "Oh, good." Usually, they send up one of those like visual geeks, and this guy comes in with like a projector, and he's like, "Michael, where should we put this?" He's like, "Michael," <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's just like, "What are you talking about?" And then just totally like leaves him, and the guy's like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> That's like, oh, guy. Oh, my favorite click is is the the coffee drinkers. Where he's like, those are the coffee guys. Try not to bump them, and they're really edgy. And they're like, that was Costa Rican, butthead. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's me. <laughs> I'm totally. Uh, I'm like, where did they get this coffee? Oh, I forgot they're in Seattle. So they wouldn't an- have the coffee.
1: <laughs> Another um, character that I love is Mr. Morgan. Oh, I think, yeah,
0: the teacher. Being- I think
1: he is just so fiery and always has, like, a great comeback
0: yeah um
1: he's so funny
0: and then also like when they're in that English class when you first meet him and he's like (laughs) and then Kat totally is like way ahead of her time like feminist icon (laughs) and like Patrick comes in late and then he's like oh did I miss anything and she's like oh you know just the patriarchal values that dictate our education Yeah. And he's like great and then he like walks out <laughs> like, okay cool and then just leaves and then she like back talks the the teacher and then he's like get out of here go to the office so she goes to the guidance counselor and essentially the guidance counselor like tells her like don't be such a bitch <laughs> like, yeah. like everyone just calls you a heinous bitch around school <laughs> like
2: i was like what heinous, bitch. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like heinous <laughs> bitch yeah that's what they usually refer to you and then she's then she like gives her all these like sat words To like fill in her. And she's like, I'll let you get back to Reginald's quivering member.
1: Yes, (laughs) (laughs) Reginald's quivering member.
0: (laughs) I like that. That's good. Um, And then you go, okay, I wrote Joey Donner. I loved him as a teen. Then we go outside and we see that Michael, which is strange, that Michael is an AV geek but has a dirt bike. Like, how is he (laughs) laid? He has a fucking motorcycle. That's really cool in high school like it's a legit motorcycle it's not like a moped it's like a yeah. real motorbike
1: i also what's really funny about this movie to me is like everyone drives and i know some some students definitely like wanted to get their license mm-hmm. as soon as possible um but for me i did not get mine until like way later
0: <laughs> what do you mean how old were you
1: i was i was about like 18 18 19 when i got mine well oh, you were out of high um, school I was at a high school once I got mine. So like the my entire high school experience, like I just, you know, if my if my friends could drive, I would drive with them. Oh. And so like just like anytime I see like high schoolers with cars, I'm like, dang, like I do not relate.
0: <laughs> oh wow. I, I had a countdown when I turned 15 to like the month period. I think actually could have gotten my Permit at fifteen, took the written, got that permit. Sixteen, I was fucking wheels on the nice. road, on the fucking freedom. road, yeah, total freedom. My grandma's nineteen eighty one Toyota Corona hatchback. We were, we were riding, we were riding. It was cool. <laughs> like, the car. Her name was Sally. She was cool. um Had like velour seats. And I had a hatchback oh, and like two friends I knew were like, I know this older guy, and like he has a guitar and like could you transport some of his stuff like to this house party? And I'm like, Yeah. So I was like <laughs> cool. I was like the cool one that didn't have a station wagon but had like a hatchback. Nice. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. And like like they're like, Yeah, drive us to this party and like help us bring these guitars and amps and stuff. And I was like, I'm so cool. I'm like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I definitely was, was driving. I'm really jealous of Kat's car. She had, like, this dope vintage car. I'm yeah. sure someone who knows cars probably knows exactly what it was. One but.
1: Of, well, another uh, part that I, like, absolutely love is when Kat gets mad at um, Joey for parking in that spot and she just hits his car yeah. and i was like honestly this is one of the reasons where i shouldn't have had a car at <laughs> age cuz i would have done that
0: i know it's so funny like what is it half <laughs> all <asshole> day <laughs> and just like and she's like can you move the car he's like no and just like walks in I would totally do that too. Yeah. Um, and then I love how I after like he has that crazy accident on the dirt bike, Michael does. He actually calls Kat the shrew, which I think is funny. Yeah. We actually hear that. And then you meet the dad, who I love their dad, Kat and Bianca's dad.
1: Oh my gosh, Walter Stratford <laughs> so I love his he his like undying fear of them being uh pregnant. I it's know. Being just teenage pregnancy is his Full fear,
0: and I'm like, honestly, Walter, if I were you, I that would be my fear too. I don't <laughs> even want to think about if I had a teenage daughter or son. Even I, I, I don't even know. A what
1: teenage son would be scarier, honestly. Yeah,
0: no, because it'd be like I was just talking to this with my friend the other day. I was, she was like, "Do you think it'd be easier to have a boy or a girl?" I was like, "I feel like a girl, just because I know, like, I mean, I I can put myself in their shoes, but a guy, like, how do you ride the fine line of like?" Okay, um uh, be really respectful, but like don't be don't let people walk all over you be really nice to women um you know like you have to like there are all these like nuances that you kind of have to like give them.
1: I would just I would like become a a like a family cult leader and be like there's an evil inside of you
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <And> we must. <laughs> get it out now (laughs) i mean i'm ideally would have to do with the partner that you choose to have a child with if if you have a partner in your life like that you're gonna have raising the kid i guess it would make things a bit easier if you had like a male figure for them to like you know i guess teach them certain things that some women just don't know one
1: thing i really do love about walter stratford though is like he truly is like Providing them such like a great place, like they're super privileged, mm-hmm. uh, and like I I love his strictness, even though like it is annoying to the girls. Like it does show like the love because like you know, Cat uh, and Bianca's mom died. They they never really like. Oh, no, she left.
0: Oh she left which is really rare. When
1: they say like she left, I thought
0: they were like saying like she No, no. Hey, okay, we're back. Uh we were talking about, let's see, we just met the dad at their house, and then we find out that the rule is because Bianca wants to date, I guess she wants to date Cameron, which is really strange. Um, that oh no, no, Joey is has that bet going forgot about that yeah joey has the bet with his friends yeah that he's like oh i can bag bianca and they're like no you can't and so he asked her out and then she's like oh no i have to like i can't date unless my sister does and he's like okay i'll take care of it like i'll find someone to date someone to date her Mm -hmm. and uh and then we find out that cameron is like He's, like, tutoring her. He's, like, tutoring Bianca because he wants to get next to her. And then she's, like, hey. Um, he's, like, oh, yeah, I want to go out with you. And she's, like, wait. Um, I can date when my sister does. And I'm, like, wait. So who are you going out with? Why wouldn't you just tell Joey, like, fuck off?
1: At first, I thought she was saying that um, because, uh, like, I don't I don't think she really knew if she wanted to date Cameron just yet. But she could definitely tell that he liked her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... And, you know, she really wants to, like, go to, you know, a party that, um, that, uh, Joey's going to be at. And Bucky. I think, yeah, and I, yeah, Buggy's, uh, Buggy's party. I, uh, feel like that's when she really starts to see Cameron differently. I think at first it was more to, um, you know, because she felt special with Joey's attention.
0: That's true. Um,
1: But then I think she quickly switches her, you know, her feelings towards Cameron.
0: Yeah, totally. And then we, yeah, we find out, okay, so they got to find a guy to date Kat. And she's like, (laughs) apparently like the worst girl ever because she doesn't want to date any of these like assholes in high school, which of course makes her terrible. And there's something wrong with her, of course. um (laughs) of course and then um also which i find really funny is that she wants to go to sarah lawrence which is like on the other side of the country in new york and her dad's like no you can't go to sarah lawrence you're gonna go to like washington state and she's like she's very much she's very very headstrong in the fact that she wants to do what no one expects her to and she really wants to like forge her own path and she mentions it several times. Like she mentions it in English class. She mentions it at home. She tells her sister, like, you know, you don't have to be what they want you to be or what they expect you to be. Mm-hmm. Like you're just being conformist, you know, like you don't have to be like that. But then she's like, Oh, I happen to like being adored. Thank you. So she's like, <laughs> she's like, Okay, fine. She's so like so many quotable moments. I know so many. I have a, a whole bunch of quotes. And then, um, so yeah, they they they're like, <laughs> I love how like Michael and Cameron are like okay, we've got to find a guy that's going to date Kat. We need someone who, like, doesn't scare easily. And they interview, like, those guys, and they're just like, ah! They, like, <laughs> scream at the mention of her name.
1: One of my favorite um, moments when uh, Cameron is talking to Patrick, uh, he he's obviously a little intimidated. You know, he's, like, playing, you know, uh what what was he? They were like at the bar, and mm-hmm. uh, oh my god, why can't I think billiards? Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, the pool hall. Yeah, the pool hall. And Cameron goes, um, she likes pretty boys, and says, "What? You don't think I'm pretty?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're very pretty. You're, very you're a gorgeous pretty. guy. You're, you're a gorgeous guy." It was like, "You would all bang him. Every guy and every girl in the set would bang him. Like, let's be real." <laughs> Like it's so funny. And um they got I and also I have like to go back to like when they're finding deciding on Patrick and then Michael's like gonna go up to Joey and kind of like get Joey to do it because they're gonna do it like backhand so that like they don't really know that Cameron's involved. Mm-hmm. And then Michael goes up to Joey at the lunchroom. And why is Joey drawing boobs on a lunch tray? How I, old are you, dude?
1: That's like those are just like highlights of joey's character that i just cannot stand it's just like joey being the ultimate like just high school douchebag yeah they're just showing his immaturity just through like the smallest little things like that and uh yeah it's <laughs> it's just
0: way immature you're like what 17 you've had sex why are you drawing boobs on a fucking lunch tray it just And then the the way he's drawing it, and he's like, yeah. <laughs>
1: like, and then he draws it. the dick on Michael's face.
0: And apparently David Krumholtz had to show Andrew Keegan how to properly draw a dick on his face. <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't know how. And he was like, I was instructing him, like, how to draw the shaft. <laughs> that was a really funny, like, behind the scenes moment that I found out. I was like, I wish I was on this movie set, like, just to be, like, getting coffee. Like, it just seemed like it was so fun. Yeah, Like everyone got along and it was like really cool. I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt posted a photo of all of them together for, I must've been the 20th reunion. And it was like all of them like uh, Larissa Olin, also Larissa Olenek, uh AKA Bianca of secret world of Alex Mack. If anyone watched that Nickelodeon show, which was fucking dope. Did you ever see that? No, but she- oh my God, that was the best show on Nickelodeon. Oh my gosh. She could turn herself like she could change her molecular structure So she could, like, turn herself into a puddle and, like, seep into all these places and, like, show up and she solved mysteries. It was really fucking cool. Um,
1: Gabrielle Union was in Bring It On. And that was, was, like, my introduction to her. And she was amazing. Mm -hmm.
0: And newsflash, she's, like, almost 50 and looks exactly the goddamn same. Damn. Exactly the same. Like, it's crazy. I think she's one of those girls who has played high schoolers for, like, 15 years. that's (laughs)
1: that's, <laughs> like, a, that's she, a gift <laughs> yeah
0: no, but she definitely did like she was 27 in this film
2: wow no way
0: yeah uh-huh she was just like um uh d and clueless d was like 26 wow yeah like it it's just like she got those good genes man yeah for real like crazy um let's see oh yeah so they're using joey as a backer and i also wrote i love all the rumors about patrick but like, it just reminds me of when Marilyn Manson had all those crazy rumors about the fact that like his ribs out so he could blow himself, and like killed a cat and all this crazy shit. And, like, I love all the rumors about him where they're like, don't, don't don't even look at him. He just did a year in San Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> he put a state trooper on fire, and like just all these like just different crazy things. And then and then they're like, I heard he ate a lot. And then like Joey's like, how about Patrick? And he's like, I heard he ate a live duck once. And he's like, everything but the beak and feet. <laughs> Like, it's like, there's always these crazy rumors about him, because I guess he just moved there. It's like the new guy, um, which I thought was really funny. So then I love how he approaches, uh, Joey approaches Patrick, and Patrick's just like, what the fuck? This guy's such a loser. And then he like, I love when he's like, okay, you want me to take out that girl? And he's like, yeah, 15 bucks. Or like th- or 20 bucks. And I was yeah. like, 20? And he was like, all right, fine. Let's 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 think about this. We'll go to the movies. That's 15 bucks. I was like, er, okay, movies for $15 for two people. This is nineteen ninety nine people. nineteen ninety nine because now it's like 15 for one ticket. Yep. <laughs> so, and then he's like, she'll want popcorn. That's 53. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> it just, like, ramped up. But he's like, and then she's going to want Raisinets. Oh, that's like 75 bucks. And he's like, 75 bucks? He's like, yeah. And then he just goes down to like fifty. It's like fifty dollars and we have a deal. Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And then I love when he first meets her and he's just like, hey there, girly. <laughs> he yeah. like, he she's like, Oh, hey. And he's like, Yeah. And trying to like talk to her. And she's like, No. I'm like, This is me. This is me. Everyone <laughs> approaches me. But why the fuck would you say no to Heath Ledger? But of course you're in high school and you don't know a teeth ledger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is, um, the paintball date oh. that they go on. I truly like to this day, I want to go on a date like that. That is a dream date. I um, think I
0: talked to you yesterday that I would get married at this paintball place.
1: Yes. Yes. That That is a great place for yeah, some holy matrimony.
0: Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> For some holy matrimony. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Then we get to... Uh, okay, they're going to go to Bogey's Party. And Bogey's Party... This is what makes me really miss, like, the 90s, like, sans social media. Because, like, I miss these parties when it was, like, no cameras. Everyone's just fucking ripped. Crazy. I love that house that that guy has. like the Oh, cool, yeah. Castle-y, like, rich house. Um, super cool. And then, of course, it gets crashed and everyone. And, of course, I love also one of my favorite, like, mood pictures is when they throw the flyers up. When Michael, yes. like, changes the, the ads. And then also someone put one of your songs in to, to that mix with the Air song. Isn't it? Like, it's an oh, Air song,
1: right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, like, a while ago, I device... Um, did a uh, article uh, written by Nick Fulton about uh, what songs uh, today would be in um, 10 things I hate about you because the soundtrack, and this is a great uh, intro to you know start talking about soundtrack. Um, you know, what, what would play today? And oh, I wonder um, what? yeah. And so for, for that, that, you know, iconic moment where they throw the flyers, they, uh, they chose a dead mate song that yeah. would go there. And, uh one of another one that they uh that I thought was just so perfect was when cat is dancing on the table at the party they said uh Kendrick's Humble would be playing and i said yes
0: oh wow yeah that was good <laughs> That, that's um, definitely the best part when she's dancing on that table yeah <laughs> i was like and then i wrote underneath that i wrote cat is me when i drink tequila <laughs> completely like 100 i'm totally like that bad like I'm <laughs> really bad. and then i love and also i love after like patrick like takes care of her she's drunk whatever and i love that he drives her home and i love that conversation in the car that they have where she's like I want to start a band and I want to like piss off my dad. And he's like, well, why don't you like, what's, you know, what's wrong with that? And, you know, and he's like, Oh, you know, like I know everyone loves your sister, you know, but like, you know, like she's without. And then like, I love how he doesn't kiss her too. Yeah. I would think that he's the kind of guy who'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm getting paid. But I feel like pretty soon after you find out about the deal, you can tell that he likes her. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, it's not, like, it doesn't feel very forced. Like, oh, shit, I'm just dating this girl for, like, money. Like, you can tell pretty quick that he likes her and he's just using Joey at this point. Like, he's yeah. just getting money, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is really cool. And, and then, um... That is yeah. the
1: hard part. That that was, like, a scene that I, I don't like in the movie. Is just, like, that there's just so much of a misunderstanding through the secrets and the deals. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you can obviously tell that Patrick likes cat um and that moment where he like he's being a genuine person doesn't want to kiss her you know like while she you know i think he wants to kiss her when it's like the right time yeah um and and she takes offense to that when it's like you know it's it's the opposite <laughs>
0: yeah he doesn't, and she's drunk like he doesn't yeah. want her to not remember or you know do something out of complete you know like you're not thinking like if he really you know that obviously proves that he really likes her yeah, if he yeah. didn't care. He would have been like, Oh, whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna take this opening and do whatever I want. And then then also you see Cam and Bianca come back, and I love, I wrote, they're so sweet. When he when he drives her home, and then Yay. they finally kiss in the car, and then she leaves and he's like, I'm back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh he's so cute. And then oh. um and after that point is when uh cat is mad at at patrick because she's embarrassed and Mm -hmm. she like doesn't want to talk to him anymore and then that's when we get like you know he asks the guys like what do i do she's not talking to me and that's when he's like you know you have to like even the score like she's been embarrassed like you need to put yourself out there and that's when we get that iconic scene of patrick like dancing outside the the soccer field
1: and his voice is just like it's so beautiful and perfect
0: i love it and like
1: what an incredible just uh you know way to tell someone that you like them you know it was just the that's like the most teenage movie you know thing you can do and they, they they did it perfectly
0: it's so good i loved it Um, and then after that is like, they go to detention, they get out. And that's when we have the paintball scene, which is like one of the best when they're like, Oh, they've kissed. They're together now. And then of course, when they get back to the house after paintball, and then he's like, go to the prom with me. And she's like, I don't know. I'm not sure. And he's like, come on, go with me. And then she immediately like questions his motive. She's like, why are you pushing so bad? Like, that's not my thing. And then it's the only time you kind of see him turn where he gets like, he gets super defensive yeah he pulls like, out a really, cigarette yeah and he's just like why are you why are you questioning me like you know i just want to go with you i just want to be with you and then she's like and yeah and then he pulls out a cigarette and i was like oh god i was like but he uh, oh, but he's getting paid this is terrible i was like why doesn't he just tell her now like but i guess yeah it'd be worse i guess too but i mean not that it would ever be a good time to find that out that like, you're getting paid to date someone but but it's it fucking is crazy. Um, And then Bianca, she wants to go to the prom too. I love how she asked her dad and I wrote, they have a hot tub on the second floor (laughs) where his his, like exercise thing is. I was like, that hot tub looks sweet. Yeah. like That's super nice. And then after that, I, one of my favorite scenes too, is we get the heart to heart between Bianca and cat. And she kind of says like, Bianca's like, you know, like I really want to go to prom and it's just not fair because you don't feel like it. And, you know, you just don't want to, you know, I want to go with, with. uh I guess it's like Joey asked her. Mm-hmm. I think, but I know she wants to go with Cameron. And that's when you get Kat saying like, look, I, I went out with Joey. And then she, you know, tells her like, you know, we slept together. It was really fucked up. And that's when you find out she's like, it was after mom left. She was like, I was really like pissed off about everything. So she didn't die. The mom didn't die. And also I think when Kat wants to go to Sarah Lawrence, the dad says like, is this because of your mother? Like, why are you punishing me that you want to yeah. leave? And then she's like, aren't you punishing me because mom left? Oh, okay. Yeah. So like the mom has left, which is also very rare in shows. It's usually, it's usually the mom, you know, it's usually the dad that leaves. So it's really interesting that they have that, you know, they have the dad, that the yeah. dad is raising these two teenage girls, you know, which is definitely not easy. I mean, it's not easy for anyone to have one parent, but it's definitely different when they're the different, a different gender, totally. you know, it's like, from vibe like
1: and like the you know just like a how does a father relate to two teenage girls you know
0: yeah especially when he knows the teenage boy and the teenage boy's brain you yeah. know like that's what that's what he's trying to protect them from but he's just being a really good dad he seems like a really fucking awesome dad yeah
1: even even if he's yeah hard ass he's he's trying to protect them and you know I love I love the scene where he uh, makes Bianca wear the belly
0: <laughs> I know <laughs> so funny. and then uh then Patrick's like, "Who knocked up your sister? <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny, um then they go to prom and then I wrote o m g save Ferris. I was so obsessed with save Ferris because what happened with save Ferris was did you do you know them
1: um you know so i I did not know the band until um until ten things
0: okay, so ten so save Ferris uh monique Powell is the lead singer of, of Save Ferris." I always had like if you listen to okay their album modified is like oh god it's fucking amazing from start to finish they are like what I wanted no doubt to still be like they were oh, okay. very big in the ska scene she's got an incredible voice like Gwen but they kind of when no doubt kind of went a more I guess electronic and poppy route in like mm-hmm. Return of Saturn or Return of Saturn uh Say Ferris was like always fucking ska. Like they, they're a ska band and they are so sick and there's so many great songs on, I mean, they, they had a cover come on Eileen was their first single, but, but the album modified, which is so good. And I remember seeing, and that must've come out like that year, the year before. And I remember seeing them in the movie and I was like, oh my God, save Ferris. Monique Powell too was curvy, which was like a big thing too. That mm-hmm. She was just like a, another like awesome, uh, female fronted band that I was like, fuck yeah. Letters to Cleo, another one. Yeah, uh, letters, to letters to, create to create. Man. That club skunk place looked really cool. Oh, yeah, and it was and just
1: like ran. a bunch of women.
0: Yeah, and like a few guys sprinkled around. And I love how he's like, they're no Bikini Killer raincoats, but they're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you know who the raincoats are? <laughs> And he's like, Yeah, and I love when they when they when they do that description, like she likes feminist prose, Thai music, and angry girl music of the indie rock persuasion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. And then I love how she like I think Cameron's like, oh wait, so do you think she's like, and then she's like a Katie Lang fan? No, I found a picture of Jared Leto in her, in her room. So I'm pretty sure she's not gay. And he's like, okay, so that's who she likes. Like pretty guys. <laughs> it's like, I love that he recognizes him as a pretty guy.
1: I also love when um, Bianca tells uh, Cameron that she has black underwear and that it means that she wants to have sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I know, and then he tells Patrick like she has a pair of black underwear. If that helps, yeah. Right? (laughs) Oh my god! I'm like they were like cotton briefs. Like they were not like fancy Victoria's Secret like lace. Or it wasn't anything crazy. Like. So it's, it's so funny. And then I wrote, Joey's clothes are so awful at prom. The white suit.
1: Oh, God. The white then, suit.
0: So bad. And then I wrote, okay, he called her favorite band in as a favor, sealed and signed. <laughs> like Yeah, for real. Yeah, like, how, how amazing. Um, and then I wrote, Bianca's friend's a bitch, of course, because, of course, the black friend has to be a bitch. Um, and she has to steal Joey. So it's another like horrible stereotype.
1: I yeah, I feel like that also. It just like it didn't even fit with the friend's personality. Like, no, the friend has just been like there and nice the whole time, and then they pull that.
0: Well, she did leave with Joey at the party. Remember when? Oh, that's true. Said, she oh, did oh, leave at the party. And then she's like, I don't have to be home till two, and then she leaves with her, and then she's yeah, like, that's fascinated. true. And then she's like, Hey, you passed. And then she like, but he still goes after Bianca after that. So I was like, okay, that's super weird. But yeah, but it just really sucks how they always make like the best black friend like bitchy. Yeah, that's
1: I mean unnecessary. Yeah, they wouldn't like, they wouldn't be able to get away with that now.
0: No, I mean definitely not. But um, you know, 1999 does not a long time ago, but a long time ago. Um, and then I wrote. Cat finds out. Okay, now Cat's finding out about the fact that Patrick's getting paid. Here's my question to you: Would you ever forgive someone if that was if this was a real situation? Would you ever forgive him?
1: I mean, if it's not Heath Ledger, like I don't know. Um
0: yeah, yeah you know, not Heath Ledger. I mean, like Joe Schmo from high school.
1: <laughs> I feel like I feel like um, you know, it is something where you know, can you forgive? you know, somewhat like that's humiliating having, you know, you know, you be the type of person that like the only way that you could be loved is by, you know, a bet or a deal or being paid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it all depends on the circumstance. If it was something where this person like, cause I think, you know, in this scenario, you know, Heath Ledger, you know, Patrick is really saying, um, you know, like, I think he truly feels sorry and he really does like her. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just a a bad way of starting something, but I don't know. I don't know if I could forgive that.
0: I don't know either. And I think the worst part about it, which is what uh, Kat says, was that like, she's like, I knew this was a setup that you were paid to, to go out with me by the one person that I truly hate. The fact that it was Joey behind it is I think the worst because when she hears that Joey comes over and he's like, Hey, what's going on? I didn't pay you to take out cat so that she could leave me with some loser. The fact that it's Joey.
2: Yeah.
0: The worst part because she went out with Joey and he dumped her because she had sex with him and he didn't, and she didn't want to anymore. Like that's what the worst part of it was. I mean, it would have been bad if it was like some other guy in the class who did this, Mm -hmm. but the fact that it's someone that she knew and, yeah. you know, like, and the, that she had a history with, I feel like that would just made it even worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I wrote like the sisters are together again, like they're friends again. And she's going out with camera now. And then at the end you get when she reads her famous poem, which about Patrick um, that she did for class. This reminds me so much of my so-called life. I don't know if you've ever seen that show.
1: First couple episodes.
0: There's an episode in the end where Jordan writes this letter to Angela and it's like the most beautiful letter you've ever heard. Like it, it's just incredible, and the way that it's shot, it reminds me so much of that. It's like this almost the same exact vibe that like these that these people are writing. But I love that scene. I'm sure that's one of your favorites.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. It's it's just so. Um, that's really cool to know that like those tears were uh, not. In the script. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, that's really cool because I, I had no idea.
0: What I no I didn't either. I so it was sweet. Cool. And then right at the end, you see that he gets her guitar. Is that a cool guitar? guitar that is such a cool friend. guitar. <laughs> Wait, let, let,
1: me, let me Google a picture of that guitar.
0: Is it a Strat? Is that what they Strat? said? And that
1: would Strat? be really great for Kat Stratford.
0: Oh, yeah. Wow. Because yeah.
1: so it was cool. that, like... It was that like wasn't it like a like a white cream like a green color cream. yeah it was like an yeah. off white yeah
0: it was really cool it
1: was so pretty yeah and she's just playing it yeah when she's in the shop with her little headphones on oh my God. It's like, oh my God, and he gets it for her
0: and then then she's like you can't buy me a guitar every time you screw up and he's like yeah but there's always drums and bass and, and like a tambourine. Well, see to to
1: me that is a way that's a reason to forgive him <laughs> I
0: was gonna say, yeah the fact that he did that I mean kind of puts him the fact that he used the money and he was like this asshole paid me a lot to take out this really great girl I was like okay cool so you've used the money to buy me something I feel a little bit better now it's something that you know that I wanted yeah and, you know you saw me with like so that makes a lot and then uh letters to Cleo on the roof like best fucking ending ever I love how it just pans up. and then you just... I
1: want you to want me. That's yeah. the, and I think that was a great song for this movie because it's, uh, you know, it really shows, I think kind of like Kat's whole, you know, misunderstood feeling. Like, I think she just genuinely wanted Heath Ledger or Patrick to
0: love her. And that's what ends up happening. I know. It's so cute. Um, and then they're really funny outtakes at the end too. Like, at, during the credits, which I really
1: like a lot. Oh, man, I don't remember those. <laughs> oh, you have to watch
0: past, when you watch past Letters to Cleo, like, after they play, and you keep watching, and there are all these really funny clips. Like, there's funny clips of, like, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles in the car, and you can see it's on a track, and, like, the director's <laughs> at like, pops up, and they're all like, ha ah! Like, it's, it's really <laughs> cool. There are lots of really funny ones. It's really funny. Um nice. and then uh let's see. So with theme and mood, I don't have much. I just have like I love the school building. I'm obsessed with that building. Mm-hmm. And I love their the house, the Stratford house. And yes. their farmhouse and I love their rooms too. Like the their rooms,
1: rooms are huge.
0: Yeah, they're really cool. Um, um and then the flyers shot when they throw the flyers. I like that.
1: I want to talk about the fashion in this movie.
0: Yes, and we talked about the music. So, so so fucking cool. Yeah, fashion, let's go. What's there, your favorite?
1: So, I think my favorite outfits are Bianca's. Oh. And the really? reason why um is there is this um actually no, you know, what? I'm going to uh cuz I'm thinking of Bianca in this scene. I'm I'm trying to find a picture. I should have gotten it up a little bit earlier, but there is a scene where Bianca um is walking outside um she's like walking outside of school and her and her friend are like wearing the cutest outfits and there's this tank top it was like such a iconic tank top but i have no idea if there's a like key word for the style tank top um that she is wearing one second i'm gonna find it but I really do love Bianca's clothes. Um, I think the reason why I really want to use her as my favorite is I love her prom dress. I love that it was the high-waisted hot pink skirt. Mm -hmm. Like that to me was just like that was my favorite. I really didn't really like cat's prom dress i wasn't a fan oh yeah
0: no i didn't like that either i wrote um, baby tees even in a prom dress uh bianca there's tons of baby tees throughout this entire film
1: yeah i i love a good baby tee mm-hmm. those are my favorite um oh wait is this a picture this is actually so like gabrielle wears the tank top in the um in the actual uh 10 things I hate about you promo photo and it's this gold and teal you would see that everywhere in the late 90s early 2000s and I have still been trying to get my hands on one I really want one
0: um then go
1: yeah it, it was like I I wish anyone listening who knows like fashion terms if anyone knows like the style of this, like, fabric tee that was very popular in the 2000s, it's got to
0: come back. It has to um, be, right? Yeah.
1: And I just remember that, that scene where they're walking in school and she's wearing it. And I was like, oh, I need this shirt. I know.
0: It's really, it's so 90s, too. It's, like, the print, too. It's, like, you can remember yeah. Like that shirt. Uh, Bianca has another shirt on when she has when she's getting ready to go sailing with Cameron and it has like Asian, I think I don't know if it's Chinese, I'm not sure what, what language mm-hmm. it is. but it has like a bunch of different characters on it and it's like yellow and blue. Like that, I remember that shirt. Like yeah. I remember seeing that shirt in the mall and stuff. And I was like, oh that like I actually know that shirt. It's really funny. I like Kat. I like Kat's clothes. I like her uh everything is midriff in this film. Like everything is like like kind of short. But everything's like Cat wears tons of midriff stuff. She has yeah. those black platform flip flops that like everyone had. Those foam ones. Mm-hmm. She has like regular ones too. But my favorite outfit of the entire fucking movie is when Patrick goes to Club Skunk and he has on those gray vinyl pants. <gasps> yes. Oh, That's those it. Those are amazing. Men in vinyl pants I have a weakness for. Like I, I love it. I love it. And they were like baggy too. They weren't like baggy baggy, but they weren't like crazy, like Motley Crue tight. Yeah. They like, weren't warm
1: fitting. Yeah.
0: They were like nice, like breathable. They were like comfortable. I love okay. it. I love it. I love his outfits too. Always, always wearing just like nothing with logos. It's all solid. Uh, even no prints either, like. Everything. And his
1: shirts are always just like perfectly like they're fitted. Mm-hmm. They're fitted shirts, which I really like, and
0: like V-necks, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, I yeah.
1: think I think Cameron's fashion is uh, is really cute and endearing. Like it's very baggy, very like, mm-hmm. uh, very just like typical like nineties boy.
0: It's very regular, yeah,
1: yeah, and. Um, Joey, yeah, I think gosh. yeah, Joey. Joey is just a whole other can of worms.
0: <laughs> he dresses like he's in like the international mail catalog.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, like, another scene, just like a fashion scene that I think is really funny is when he's um, asking Bianca to, um, you know, give her opinion on if he should use the photo with the black shirt or oh, the yeah. white shirt, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're like the same.
1: Yeah, it's the same. It's the same exact thing, and like also like the posing. Yeah, you know, he does so the same funny. thing
0: at yeah, the posing. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, um, yeah. Do you have any other fashion notes?
1: Um, it was really that shirt. i um, I was really hoping. Um, I really hope someone comments on it because yeah, I, I to
0: find it now. Um,
1: but I also um think just a a little shout out to um, Kat's friend,
0: is it Mandela? Mandela. So weird that we like barely know her.
1: We barely know her. She's not in it too much other than, you know, she has the secret admirer that, you know, is being called William, like William Shakespeare, and it ends up being Michael. Um, But Mandela, she has a really cool fashion sense. Like you can definitely tell that She's a lot like Kat and she does, you know, cool things with her hair. She like has this one where I think she had like chopsticks or like buns in her hair. Yeah, And um, she has a cool sense of style too. Um, and she's, you know, I feel like she's kind of like forgotten about in like the main storylines. But she's um, in I, like, I like her clothes.
0: Yeah, she's in the same as like Gabrielle Union. I feel like yeah. they're both like those friends that are like in like two scenes. But Gabrielle Union's in a lot more than... uh the Mandela is yeah but uh, I like how she ends up with uh Michael yeah I thought that was cute. yeah I thought that was really cute <laughs> I was like oh that's so funny um yeah so what are your what are your favorite scenes
1: favorite scenes would definitely be um painful iconic yeah. I- iconic sonnet moment
2: mm-hmm.
1: um I really love um the moment where Cameron is uh trying to learn French like he does not know French but he is going to learn French for Bianca um another scene that I like really love but I think is really sad is when Cameron says um to Bianca you never wanted to go sailing with me did you oh yeah Um, yeah. I've been in that I've been in that scenario before where like I've you know really wanted to like go to a show with someone or something like I someone that I like really had a crush on or something and They said, oh, yeah, like, yeah, we we can do that. But it never happened. And, like, you know, being like, you didn't want to do this with me. Like, that's
0: so heartbreaking.
1: And and I I don't know about that's just such a, like, soft scene for me. Um,
0: And he also says, like, just because you're beautiful, you can't treat people like they don't matter.
1: Yes. Yes. That's Mm -hmm. such a good, such a good quote.
0: I was like, I'm so sad. I have the same ones. I have paintball. Um, my favorite scene in the whole film, I think, is cat dancing at the party to Notorious Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so iconic. Um, and then when she crashes into Joey's car, and then uh, Patrick dancing and singing. I think it's all like the dancing and singing moments <laughs> that I like. Yeah, the,
1: the dancing and singing moments are the best.
0: Yeah, those are my favorite. And then my other favorite is like when he buys her the guitar at the end. I really like that
1: yeah yeah that's such a sweet a sweet part yeah really really all of the genuine like vulnerability moments are like really my favorite and i think that's what makes this uh movie like better than you know a lot of like teen movies is there's so many earnest and vulnerable moments that like really sets it apart from other teen movies
0: yeah totally It's completely, it's, it also has a really good moments of drama and it's like equally like dramatic and comedy too. So I really like it.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. The comedy is great in this
0: movie. And it still holds up. It's still funny.
1: It's, it's, it was written so wonderfully. Um, and that's really interesting knowing that the writers also did Legally Blonde. Another
0: great one. Another
1: one that I still feel holds up to this day.
0: Totally. It was on TV yesterday. And, like, every time it's on TV and I pass by it, I'm like, oh, I love this movie. That's a <laughs> good soundtrack, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's and a good like, soundtrack.
0: Yeah, really good, like, uh, a lot of female-fronted bands on there. It's really good. Um, I don't have any worst scenes. I mean, all the worst scenes I could think of were just the ones where, like, you find out horrible things. Like, when you find out that Joey slept with Kat and then just, like, dumped her. Like, that was pretty fucked. And then you just find out, like, you know, when she finds out that it's a bet. Like I just, I was like, oh.
1: yeah. That I think that's like the worst scene in my, yeah, in my eyes too. It's like, God, that's just gotta feel horrible.
0: Yeah, like I couldn't even imagine. Like it's just, ugh. um, yeah, it's just like so bad. Yeah. What quotes well- do you have?
1: oh gosh I didn't write down any quotes I feel like I already said all the ones oh, that I, uh, that okay. I love
0: <laughs> I have just three I have where did you come from planet loser <laughs> I'm still trying to decide what I would name the episode and then what of my other favorite I, I want to name the episode this one I have a dick on my face don't I <laughs> uh,
1: yes <laughs> that really good. And, and the I'm, way that he,
0: he's just so bleak about it Yeah, it's like my favorite and then, um, and then I just have like you know you don't always have to be uh, who they want you to be you know I like that.
1: Yeah, that, that one's really great. Oh, those are such great quotes. Thank you. I'm glad that you wrote some down. Yeah. It's such a, quotable, such a quotable movie. I don't know why I didn't write some down.
0: <laughs> it really is. I was like, how can... I was like, I don't even know. There's so many different ones. But and in my 90s moments, I only have like house parties and films. Like that super 90s. Mm-hmm. And then that real world Seattle clip because I watched the real world Seattle when Bianca's in her room and then she's, it's like David and Nathan from the real world Seattle. If anybody watched that season and I was like, Oh, they're in Seattle. And it was out like at that time. Like that's the time that that, that Seattle real world. Mm-hmm. Was on. So that was super nineties. And I was like, Oh, I miss the real world. Like the real, real world, like the old ones. Like they were yeah. so good.
1: I feel like, um, when I look back on like most nineties moments of the movie, it's definitely, um, just how everyone was dressing. Like, to me, yeah. like, I feel like it's just, like, a constant, um, just, like, glimpse of it throughout the movie.
0: Totally. It's that awkward so, phase. It was the awkward phase of of us moving out of, like, the mid-'90s, late-'90s, into the 2000s, which was, like, a hot mess. So yes. like, it, It's, like, starting to kind of go, like, huh? <laughs>
1: like, I, I am very nervous because... Um, so, just through trends I feel like we just went through um like the 80s early 90s style being super hip um which to me kind of pisses me off because as a kid I wore some you know unattractive high-waisted pants (laughs) and uh was like ridiculed for it and then just like seeing kids just like wearing it all the time and being super cute and like you know, it's just like a very popular thing. I was like, you don't even know.
0: No. Like <laughs> the they it's, it's so... And also, it sucks, too, because now kids have fucking online, and they can buy, like, all this crazy shit. Like, I had to go buy stuff in the store or, like, on a catalog. Yeah,
1: like, and if you lived... If you didn't live in a trendy place, like... Or, you know, in a, in a city, like, you're not going to find that in the stores,
0: you know? No. Or, like, you have to go to, like... I had the Delia's catalog uh uh-huh. and like that's what i would circle everything i wanted And they had like alloy they had all these like really weird like 90s teen catalogs that i would be like oh mom i want to get this like yeah, i forgot about catalogs that was, yeah. like, that was the thing and it was like the og internet
1: i have a feeling um this mid-drift uh the early late 90s early 2000s we're, we're gonna see a reoccurrence it's coming up i'm i'm starting to see it with like Hair trends, the
0: low-rise jeans. Yeah,
1: the low-rise jeans. I need to start working out. Um, no, I was going to say uh, this
0: was pre-COVID. I think now that COVID has happened, I don't know about this low low-rise jean thing. <laughs> <laughs> it be a bit of a struggle. I feel like because people are like at home, definitely like definitely had Doritos last night. um yeah. I
1: may have eaten four cupcakes.
0: <laughs> cupcakes.
1: Hmm. Yeah, okay. I think um I think it's going to come back. I think these styles that we are seeing which I am hoping maybe I need to bring it back. Maybe I need to uh find a place to find um Chastity's uh tank top that she wears because it is I'm all for that look coming back. But You're
0: on the hunt. I should post a photo on Insta stories. And be oh like, gosh, yo, I if you a anyone... shirt, like, <laughs> send it over. Send it yes. over to I'm done, mate.
1: <laughs> please, please. Because I, since I've seen that movie, that's the only, like, I have been on the hunt for that shirt. Um, it's excited. just so cute but yeah well I'm so glad we got to talk a little bit yeah, about so 10 things
0: as um, always people like and subscribe I forgot to say it in the beginning leave a five-star review on apple do all you can share it with your friends I know people are gonna like this one I, I think this is a uh, this is a, a sleeper, not a sleeper movie, but I feel like it's a film a lot of people really like. So, yeah.
1: And and if you like this one, please tell us uh, what other movies that you know are yeah, kind of the same another, same that you would like us to talk about.
0: Yeah. I need another poll. I've actually already decided that the next film that we do, uh, the three of us, the three girls do together, uh, me <laughs> and dry, we're going to talk about hype. Uh, have you ever seen hype the documentary on Grunge? like the no, but I am
1: so excited. That's what we're gonna do there. we're gonna
0: we're gonna bring you grunge people. We've been doing movies for a while, so we're gonna bring another uh, music uh, documentary into the fold and we're also gonna do another women in rock 2000s edition coming. Oh, i am so excited
1: for both too. of these. <laughs> yeah so we're, we're gonna and stay inject
0: tuned. The music and yeah and stay tuned totally well thank you so much lauren for having me totally thanks for doing this it's so fun
1: okay i'll talk to you soon
0: bye we'll see you on the next one